Previously on Puns and Potions. Perhaps we should grab a drink or something. I'm quite parched after sitting in that long ride. And he takes a step and then kind of catches himself on the table. And he peers up and he looks at you. But his eyes are just kind of not meeting you <laughs> mm-hmm. entirely. Mm-hmm. I figured you could tell us what we could do here. What does Brovi have to offer us, wanderers? And you just catch a scent of decay in the air. Yeah. Ismark, what happened? How long ago did this happen? Pleased to meet you. I I I shake her hand. I'm Bear. Hello. Well, I have meat pies and I have fruit pies. Oh, no. (laughs) I'd just like to point out that Adam is not okay with these decisions (laughs) that Bear is making. Welcome to Puns and Potions, your new favorite actual play D&D podcast, but as per usual, we can talk about the details later. For now, why don't we set the stage? Is everyone ready to roll? Of oh, course. Yes. Always. It's, it's the middle of the evening. You all have rested up into the respective beds of uh, Colian, the Burgomaster's mansion, which has now been bequeathed to Ismark, who you met in the tavern. Suddenly, in the middle of the night, I would say, who is in the guest room? I, Avalin. Okay. Avalon, you would hear this. The rest of you all need your roll perception checks. Actually, give, just give me your passive perceptions, considering you're sleeping. Ten. Um, Twelve. Twelve. Avalon is the only one that hears this. Okay. Suddenly, in the middle of the night, a knocking on the front door. Just knock, knock, knock. If you let it go... You then hear a little bit of a stirring from the room next to you, which is the living quarter that Ismark is sleeping in. Are you going to do anything, or are you going to let him... Can I peek through the door to see what's going on? If I open the door, will it face the front door? Like, can I see? Uh, Yes, you'll be looking down the stretch of the hallway. Okay. May I do that? Yeah. Ismark, you then hear kind of gets up, he groans, and again, knock, knock, knock at the front door. He walks from the living room into the hallway, and at this point you can see him, and then he walks to the front door. He does not open it, and roll a perception check for me, Avalon. Ooh, uh, 26. Oh my God. <laughs> you can hear... You can hear clear as day through the closed door is a young woman's voice that says, Ismark, let me in. And he goes, oh, dear God. And he looks through the people of the door and he goes, oh, God. And he grabs the door handle and turns it and just pulls it open slightly and looks outside and says, Gertruda, what do you want? It's the middle of the night. And she goes, I saw you with those people. There's people staying in your house. And he goes, yes, they're helping me move my father to the church tomorrow. And she goes, well, they need to help me. And he goes, you can ask them tomorrow. And she, you can see this, kind of pushes in on the door and Ismark holds it shut. He goes, I don't understand. 
why in this town everyone seems to be obsessed with Irina, and now that she's gone, no one even wants to look at me. And Ismark will go, you're being dramatic. You need to go home. And roll a perception check again for me. 17. You hear now in a whisper, she says, those adventurers, they come and go through these towns, and one of these groups is going to take me out of here. And he goes, that's your business, not mine. Good night. And he shuts the door in her face. Hmm. He turns, puts his hand on the wall, kind of rubs his forehead, and then he walks back into the living room, and you hear him slump down on the couch. Okay. All of you awake in the next morning, mm-hmm. unless Avalon, you want to do something in the night. Nope, just go back to bed. Okay. You all awaken in the morning, as bright through the barred windows as it could be, and honestly, it's quite dark. What would you like to do come morning side? I have a delicious breakfast waiting for me in my pack. <laughs> it is actually interesting that you mention that. Because... Oh boy, here we go. I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. There it is. <laughs> do I just blindly shove it in my face? Does it, does it look okay before I do it? I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look before I eat. I always have this problem. Oh, oh, oh we're, we're, we're straight chilling. Uh, 21. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm sorry. You... It was higher than that. Just... Okay. 23. Regardless, you, you're good. You awaken from a night of exquisitely vivid and wonderful dreams to the point where you've been taken far and away from this dreary place, perhaps spending time with Beatrice, doing something specific, maybe from before that time living in the wilds. You have the like soundest sleep of the evening. Honestly, when you wake up, you are like coming out of a stupor almost. And you wow. think about the pies and about eating one this morning. You don't forcibly take it out of your bag or consume it or anything. Um, but the thought crosses your mind. Wow. That sounds wonderful. I have, I've wow, I feel rested just hearing that. Uh, does does the does the pie seem? fine yeah they both seem that i will indeed consume it i will do, yeah i mean which one are you consuming the fruit or the meat uh i want to <laughs> say that i'd mix it up but i don't know if bear would i think he's just gonna go for the meat again you know if it ain't broken don't fix it oh, okay boy. yeah and just as the day before it might be a little colder sure um but for the most part i mean it's just as good as the first time oh man wonderful i'm gonna go downstairs with a smile on my face Okay. Are there, are there anyone around? Are there my friends standing there? Uh, Have the rest of you gotten up at this point? Probably. I'd say so. I'm going to say yeah. I've been up. Okay. And Ismark is also up. He's sitting in the chair um, in the study. Um, he's just kind of uh, leaned over on the desk, like kind of clutching his forehead. He's more than likely hungover, not that he wouldn't be used to the idea. I put a heavy hand on his shoulder. Morning! <laughs> he just groans. Uh, good morning. There, please. <laughs> well, we have a task to take care of today, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Uh. Was there any sort of commotion last night? I slept quite soundly. I didn't notice anything. I had the best dream. 
Nothing out of the ordinary, thankfully. I slept okay. Well, are we uh, ready to go? As, uh, and he'll, he'll stand up um, from the chair and he'll kind of uh, stand at the like foot of the coffin. Is this like? Are we having a proceeding? Are they? Is the church expecting us? Should we just take it there and they'll know what to do with it? Well, Donovich knows that he passed. I. I didn't warn him that we'd be coming today, but he's expecting it. I can't imagine he's got much more going on. But be wary. Don't ask too many questions of him. He's a nervous man. Interesting for a holy person. Uh, but I suppose, uh, what about breakfast? I mean, if you're willing to stop by the tavern, get some more slaw, you can. It seemed like your friend was into it. I don't have much for breakfast in the kitchen. Beatrice, I got a really good slice of pie yesterday. I had one this morning, and it was delicious, and I have a fruit one. If you want it, you can have it. It's got your name all over it. I ate one this morning. It was, it was amazing. Start my morning off right. Mm. Can I roll persuasion? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, Holly, I'll have you roll, I'll have you roll inside. Insight? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I, well, oh, no. I'd like to point out that I genuinely think that this is a delicious yes. pie. Like, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. There is no. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I only rolled a 10. I rolled a 3 and I have a negative 1, so 2. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're. You are not a persuasive man in this instance. No. Uh, perhaps coming out of your. Uh, stupor, you might be slurring your words as you're still coming out of your sleep. Uh, she's not buying it. More for me. That's fine by me. <laughs> I, I I go over to Ismark and I uh, gesture to him and I first I ask him how he's doing, good morning, and hope he's sobered up. I had left a pie for you um, by the couch. Um, it's the same ones that uh, Bear here had, had devoured. Um, I thought you could use some breakfast this morning. Did you happen to notice it? I noticed it, but uh, not feeling quite up, so uh, I just kind of left it. Okay. If you don't mind, could I take it back? I mean, go for it. It's yours. Thank you. So I take it and I put it back in my parcel. Okay. Sure. If you're not going to eat <laughs> I, I half expected to see it smeared on his shirt or something. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. He will kind of look over to the group of you, more specifically Bear and Avalon uh, and Selena to an extent. Um, Beatrice, you're quite shorter than the rest. Um, are we ready to go? I suppose. How far is the church? Just down the thoroughfare, past the tavern. It kind of splits off to the to the left, and it's just at the end of that road. Do you town ain't too big? Do you have some means of transporting this coffin, or just we just picking it up by the corners, or? Just heave We're it. just picking it up. Um, but he will kind of reach down and, and grab the base of it. Yeah. No time like the present. Wait for you to heave. <laughs> Slap my hands. Yeah. Get on the opposite it's... corner. <laughs> yeah. You can heave it up and with the assistance of whoever would like to assist. Um, it's not terribly difficult with through, you know, the bunch of you. I'll assist, yeah. Me okay. too. Um, he will kind of direct you outside of the house and... He was correct in saying that, you know, basically you're just walking down a straight path until you hit the tavern. You cross the middle of the town 
and it splits off at an angle to the left going up uh, northwest um, onto the outer edge of town. As you approach, you see atop a hill, a slight rise against the roots of the pillar stone stands a gray, sagging edifice of stone and wood. Church has obviously weathered the assaults of evil for centuries on end and is worn and wary. The bell tower rises towards the back, flickering light shines through holes in the shingled roof and the rafters strain feebly against the load. As you approach further and you start to see the details, very similar to the mansion, to those that uh, have a high enough perception, you would see claw markings, scars of fire, boarded up windows, things of the like. The doors themselves are open to the main uh, hall of the church, and Ismark, without any introduction, would just kind of continue onward up the few stairs to the landing and then into the front. Specifically, um, two doors on each side of the hall, and when you get through to the chapel, you can see uh, it's strewn with debris, and you hear a soft voice from within which is reciting a prayer. Uh, you can see a man kind of hunched over. He's got a book in his hand, and he's just off the side of the altar. The thing that is most alarming is suddenly the prayer that he's humming out and echoing in the chamber is blotted out by an inhuman scream. It rises from beneath the floorboards, and it says, Please, Father, I'm hungry. Oh. And then Ismark just looks back and says, I said, don't ask any questions. Oh. Okay. Uh. He continues to get to the point where you're inside the main chapel area. And he just kind of, with his hand, gestures to put the coffin down. And he goes, Donovich, uh, I brought my father. Uh, is the grave ready? Father Donovich from across the room kind of shuffles over and he goes, uh, it's, it, it's not en- entirely ready. It's, it's, it's partially dug. Um, but uh, we can, you know, if you want to help, uh, it's just a couple more feet. There's shovels in the, in the side room and, and we can have it done in, in just a couple hours and, and it'll be, he'll be in the ground and it'll, it'll all be fine. Ismark will say, all right, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> and well, I walk out the front door. I'm going to where where is instructed. I'm just gonna like let out a heavy sigh and just be like, oh my god. And then but be like, alright, you know, let's get it over with. Uh Ismark will look over and you go, You don't need to help if you're gonna make a thing about it. <laughs> look, it's all good. Let's just get it done. Uh you'll see he'll go into the uh first side right room. Or no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And um with Father Donovich, they'll both grab shovels and they'll Ismark will hand one to you. Um, he looks over down the hall at uh, Avalon and he'll basically ask, are you looking to get your dress dirty today or are you going to sit? <laughs> I yank the shovel from his hand. You don't need to worry about that. And the ladies? So I look over to Selena and say, and in a whisper, I know we were explicitly told to not ask questions, but I really want to start asking questions, okay? I'm going to basically turn to Beatrice and say, that's up to you. I don't know what the right answer is there. Um, can I uh, look around the church 
I guess. Um, I, I guess I want to like hang back from the group. Um, mm -hmm. Are you wanting to look in any of the like adjoined rooms before um, you get into the main church area, or I guess in the main church area, like what is the like the chapel? Yeah, like if there's anything like what deity is worshipped here, like okay, and yeah. stuff like that. Roll perception. Mm -hmm. Natural twenty. Wow, you are on fire! Yeah, <laughs> this dice, I swear. You can see the main chapel area is just a elongated rectangle on this otherwise like cross-shaped building. Uh, of what pews exist, they are mostly half destroyed. There's, like I said, debris scattered about and sconces with lit torches around each of the four walls. Uh, more specifically on the altar is a, another stone slab and on the front is carved in, and this is actually quite nice in comparison to the ones you've seen before, um, a sun. And behind that altar is this painted, although chipped away, kind of depiction of this. What you can glean, considering the wear, is this figure in a robe of white standing atop a mountain. There is a castle behind them, and they are raising their hands up to what looks like this very intricate sun and cloud design. Like, rays go up into the ceiling. In front of that is a long, knotted rope that would go up to the bell in the in the perch mm -hmm. um, that is, you know, just within grasp. In terms of specific details that you would find in your natural 20, um, without investigating too hard, there's a couple books and hymnals and things like that that are on the altar, but the room itself is an otherwise destroyed, fairly empty. Okay. Would you, would you be interested in, are you trying to, to I'm whispering to you at this point, are you trying to look around? Yes, I... You, you, you heard that scream too, right? Yes, I did. And I would say, like, comically timed. Uh-huh. Another <laughs> scream. Not, no words kind of rings out from underneath the floorboards, just like a, of distress. Okay, I have a plan. Um, I'm not going to really tell Beatrice about it. Um, I'm just going to turn to, what was, what was the guy's name who runs the chapel? Donovich. Donovich and... Which at this point would be like, they're like half, I mean... They're like half gone at this point. Given some time, they're like leaving the church. Okay, I'm just going to say, um, I'm going to help Beatrice, uh, I'm going to lead Beatrice in some, some prayer of our own for the departed. Uh... You're speaking to Donovich directly. To Donovich. I'm like saying that as they leave and to them. like the group. Okay. Yes. Uh, Donovich will, will stop and he's holding a shovel and he's kind of shaking and he goes, uh, absolutely go about your uh, prayer. Um, morning, Lord be with you. And, uh, you know, just stay in the chapel uh, uh, proper. And uh, Ismark is just kind of leaning on his shovel outside. And he goes, morning, Lord be with you. I'm going to say, and with you. <laughs> okay. And also with you. <laughs> okay. So we heard the scream also. Us, yeah, us yeah you, would, you would have heard it at this point. Yeah. Is that seemingly loud enough to be heard well outside of the chapel? It's mostly muffled by the floorboards of the church. I mean, you could hear it directly outside if you're standing on the premises, but if you're in the graveyard or further in the town like this is on the outskirts of the town so there aren't like houses right next to it where it, the scream could be potentially heard 
Um, it's a little isolated, so within reasonable distance, it, you wouldn't hear it. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Anyways, I'm digging a hole. <laughs> yeah, so, I, um, I, I, is, I follow Bear and also dig with him. Okay, yeah, the rest of you would go out and around the back of the church, uh, let into a gate where this long, like, triangular graveyard plot is uh, on the northern end of the estate for the church and he leads you basically down a couple rows and in a few feet to the point where larger headstones are and as they like stack from left to right the headstones or like the some of them have statues some of them have large suns being depicted and as they go from left to right they kind of get smaller to the point where some of them are just plates on the ground um the ones that are fancier look older the ones that are less interesting look newer and there is a half dug hole in the ground uh th- this is this is the plot for a uh, um, a mr colian uh if you wouldn't mind and uh is mark well i certainly do not and he starts digging the hole so he's not like standing in the hole yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know how much reach i have but i would say i will like, do my yeah. best I, if i have to hop in there i'll hop in there. i'm gonna be honest I don't know how people like normally dig a grave. I'm sure they probably have some sort of ramp system or something. I don't know. You're digging a hole. Uh, worst comes to worst, someone will fish me out. I'll put my arms up in the air and I'll go up. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> They'll grab you. <laughs> Anna, what's up? Well, are we back to yeah, us yeah. yet or no? Assuming the, the other guys don't want to do it. Um, I do, but later. As they walk away, I'm just going to kind of like watch them walk away. Turning to Beatrice, I go, I don't know you very well. But you seem like an academic. Whatever you wish to look at, I will protect you and make excuses for you if need be. Well, I mean, yes, that is true, but I'm, I'm mostly just concerned about where those screams are coming from right now. <laughs> yes, agreed. Agreed. That is on the back um, of my mind as well. Well, we're going to have to go quickly. Um, um, let's look in one of these other rooms. Uh, okay. Which of the... Four rooms you're looking. There's two on the left, two on the right, and the first one on the left is the one where they got the supplies and stuff from. Um. So okay. So let's go to the other one on the left side, not the supply. The room. like closest to the front door. Sure. Yeah. Okay. As you walk in and open the door, time and neglect have punched holes in the ceiling of this otherwise moldy room, which contains a few broken uh, shingles, puddles of water that have come in from recent storms, and in one corner, set into the floor is what looks like a heavy wooden door. It is shut with a chain and a padlock. (laughs) Right off the bat. You guys have an an amazing sense at always picking the right door first. (laughs) The room. (laughs) Immediately we're like, we're here. (laughs) 33% chance of happening. Oh my god. Nailed it. So I scurry over there on my little gnome feet. Um... (laughs) And I just say, Selena, watch the door for me, okay? And I'm going to set down my backpack, and I'm going to pull out my thieves' tools. Okay. And I'm going to try and pick this lock. Yeah. Yeah, roll a sleight of hand. Um, Oh, God. I just rolled a natural one. one. (laughs) 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 Both ends of the spectrum. (laughs) You take out your thieves' tools from your bag, and you pick a couple, and you look over your shoulder to Selena to make sure she's guarding the door, and you put 
the first of the tools in the padlock, and you just push a little too hard to the point where it snaps oh, in the lock. Uh-oh. This is a heavy lock, oh, and it is now I can't believe this is happening. jammed. Oh, no. That's the bad luck. Um... Okay, 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 okay. Um, what can I do with this? What can I do with this? How can I fix this? Is there, is there a way that I could, I probably can't try again, like with another tool or that the DC would go up for sure. Yeah, you would have to deal with. Or, or like, padlock. or is it like, is that like that lockpick like broken? Yeah, that, I mean, your tool set is fine. Yeah. But in terms of picking the lock, you would have to deal with whatever jam is in the lock, as well as the actual locking mechanism, it would be tough. Okay. Potentially doable. Okay, okay. Okay, so I think I just probably, like, curse under my breath at myself <laughs> and just say, and just take another deep breath. Like, okay, Selena, did, is there anybody coming? You have time for now. Actually, I'm going to try first and be creative with this and see if you'll let me do this. I would like to try to cast Mending on this lockpick to huh. fix it okay. while it's in there. Huh. And okay. then try yeah, I again. You, I would say you could do that, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's actually very clever. Oh, yeah. That was really smart. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. That was a great idea. Yeah. All right, that's better. That's better. <laughs> Everything's better than that. That'll be a 12. Okay. Uh, considering you've mended the lockpick enough to get it out of the lock and then retry with the, presumably that one or another one, um, it takes some digging and you feel like pressure on the lockpick as if it's going to snap again. You're a little wary of it, but that pressure gives in and you notice the, the padlock kind of just open. Another inhuman scream rings out from underneath the floorboards. Selena, are you going in with me? I am wary of this. The men at this point digging away, making a hole, continue to do so. Ismark is dealing with uh, Donovich's idle chatter. Once we get more closer to the finish of digging this hole, and I can see that, you know, a majority of the work is done. I want to, like, find some, like, loose rocks or something and i have you know masonry tools mason's mm -hmm. tools and i'd like to you know create a headstone for him to the best okay. of my ability uh okay. it probably isn't anything fancy it probably isn't crazy good but you know it's got his name on it and it represents him so okay i'll keep that in mind okay i'm 100 definitely gonna go if we're, if we're going in i'm going in with you i'm going to kind of can we like do a perception check at the at the door before we like go anywhere? Um, and also, I would like to bless B before we go in. Okay, you can also bless yourself. It's up to three willing creatures. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to protect someone else. Well, you can do yourself. Yeah, and I guess yeah, both, both of us. Total. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's do both of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you want to roll perception uh, at the door as well. Okay. Oh, yeah, like when we're when back. we're going in, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you remind me what Bless does real quick? 
Um, Bless does is up to three creatures of your choice within range. Whenever a target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving roll. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is that a concentration spell or no? Uh, Yes, it is a concentration spell, and I need a sprinkling of holy water to do it. Easy. You're in a church. (laughs) I'm going to turn to Beatrice. Are you ready? Let's see what awaits us. And so I push open the trap door. Okay, we're gonna enter. Okay. Uh, as you open the trap door, you can see there is a very narrow, uh, like damp clay earth sort of staircase that, like very steep that goes down um, into the undercroft. Which are you walk? Are you like just straight going down, or are you kind of like peeking in? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I'm going to kind of take a few steps in and have Selena hold the trap door for me because I'm much shorter than she is. <laughs> and sure. take a few steps in. And uh, I'll do a perception check. I also have dark vision. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. That is another one. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. <laughs> two 20s, yeah. two ones. It's so I know, balanced. I know. Oh, yeah. balanced. Mm-hmm. You can see the obvious features of the room, the rough-hewn walls, rotten, uh, rotting wooden pillars that strain under the weight of the floor above, candlelight in very specific but dull places, which only allow a dim light into the room, but other than that, you don't see anything specifically in the in the basement. Okay. I just call up. Oh, boy. I think it's all clear. I don't see anything. Come on down, Selena. Just lower it carefully. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on in. Okay, uh, roll a perception check for me as well, Selena. Okay. <laughs> oh no! Did you also roll a one? Oh my god! I got a one. We're we're, we're oh, like going no. completely blind. Going, Excellent. I wish we had a pie to give this hungry oh. person. <laughs> you go down and you. Uh. Don't get. It's honestly strange the way that these pillars are aligned, and you're not quite getting a full view of any particular angle. Um, but you're at now the bottom of the steps. Are you kind of like ha- like one foot in, one foot out? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's otherwise silent at the moment. Okay. Um. I. I'm going to take a few more steps, and then I'd like to check for traps. Okay, go for it, Selena. Can I? Can I? Uh, I I think I have an idea. Uh, fairy fire in here. The room is. That way I can see. The room is pretty big. Um. Mm-hmm. It's. How big? It's bigger than the chapel. It's probably like, like thirty by thirty feet wise. I have a range of sixty feet. Okay, how big is the distance? How big is the fairy fire? Um, is it a cube? It is a a twenty foot cube. Okay, so so you can fill up a bunch of the room. Okay, where in the room are you looking to uh, to position? Okay. Like further I'm away from you, where to... you guys are, or um, whatever the first pillar is, I'm gonna step past. Okay. B. And kind of touch the pillar and okay. cast fairy fire. Okay. You cast fairy fire. Uh, what? There's a mm-hmm. saving throw on that for, for stuff. 
Or they glow, I believe. Uh, if it fails dexterity saving throw, yes. Okay. And what's your DC for uh, your spell save? Uh, blah, 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 blah. 12. I hope this creature is doing as badly as us. <laughs> you see um, these glowing lights kind of grasp onto the pillars and the sides of the walls that it can touch in this cube that you outline. Um, mm-hmm. And you also start to see that one of the pillars is glowing a little bit more brighter than the other ones. As if there was like a figure that is now draped in the glow that is trying to stand behind it. Okay, so well my my check for traps is twenty four. Okay. It's not trapped. Okay. Cause because I can see I can see her fairy yeah. fire. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can now see the outline of the 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 glow from that vicinity. Okay. It's just like a weird, like we don't get any sense of like what, what it, it is. is. It's just like a outline. Yeah, so what you're seeing Big. basically is the pillar which is glowing, and then there is more of a glow coming from out from under like from behind it. Like mm-hmm. it's hidden, mm-hmm. but the glow is kind of But emanating. there's like a big Yeah. Like wide circle of glow. Okay. Yeah, right. Um I think I just like turn and lock eyes with Selena and then look at the shape and then look back at her. <laughs> Do we hear anything? Interestingly, I was just going to say. (laughs) As you turn to look at Selena, you just hear a hissing voice that goes, I can smell your blood. (laughs) I don't like this. Mm. I pull out my crossbow. Roll initiative. You're not necessarily in combat, but to keep things in order. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> 16. Okay. Natural one. Yeah, well, you're good at that. Again. I'm, out, I'm having the best time of my life. I'm out here digging a hole. Yeah. <laughs> you're like building a fucking... <laughs> having a bro moment while you guys are dying in a basement. Oh, no. Getting eaten as a monster <laughs> Selena. Yeah, I rolled a natural oh, one. Oh, my glue so... glob. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. more that 20s. I rolled two ones yeah. already this turn. Uh, you see, as you pull out your crossbow, the figure that is um, hidden behind one of the pillars just kind of lurches out forward. And you see this gaunt shape, a glow in violet, long, like, torn strewn hair and it's got these like fingers that look like they're outstretched with long fingernails and it's just like kind of hunched over you can almost see its spine like not jutting out like bone protrusions but it's just like the skin is wrapped it's wearing these ragged clothes that are hanging over it and it just turns and looks and goes just a little bit of blood just a little (laughs) bit of blood and you can leave I told you we'd get to the details later. Well, that time is now. 
This mix of dice and bad jokes is an actual play D&D podcast run by five Twitch streamers gone rogue, prepared to bring you lovable characters, meaningful narrative, and more laughs than you signed up for, but it can't exist on its own. Puns and Potions is made possible by the loving support of our supporters over on Patreon. From perks such as getting ad-free episodes, early access, exclusive merch, and personal shoutouts, you too can reap the benefits of a loving patronage to this very podcast over at patreon.com slash punsandpotions. That's puns, A-N-D, potions. For just one singular dollar a month, you can keep this fantasy alive. Now, to our other sponsors. For us at Puns and Potions, community is a big part of what we wish to represent, and one friend and community member I want to throw at you today is Astral Dice. Full disclosure, I personally had a hand in the creation of Astral Dice, and it will continue to be a long-standing partnership. But just like the PMP crew, my Astral sets are the only thing I used to roll, and that's the truth. They're a handful of guys homebrewing dice sets out of their homes, because like us, they're super passionate about role-playing games, and can't accept just some mass-produced dice they bought from a hobby shop. They craft new sets when life allows it, and post them online for you to snatch up, or just admire the designs. So it'd be cool if you went and checked out their website, astraldice.com, or followed them on Instagram, at theastraldice. Thanks for the time, now back to the puns. like to grab Beatrice on the shoulder and try to escape immediately. <laughs> I think no, I have found... Turn yet. No, no. Fuck. Beatrice, what are you doing? Is it, yeah, I was going to say, I was trying to say. Um, I think I, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to load my crossbow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to work my way back up the stairs. Okay. A few steps. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay. I was waiting. I was waiting for it. Roll, roll to attack. Okay. Um. Eight to hit with the bless. Oh, no. Yep. I well, I yes, I can add the. I, I mean, it's you me. can add. You add the bless every. Every roll, it doesn't go away. Every roll, it doesn't go away. Yeah, until unless <clears throat> oh. concentration is given up, you have a D four oh, for every attack and saving throw. Oh, I rolled a four, so it's twelve now. It still doesn't hit. <laughs> wow, this man, this man's has a, has a okay. Um, I would also like to. Uh, I, I'm going to take out my warhammer. I'm just going to have it ready. Okay. Um. Okay. And I'm also going to slowly back up the steps. Okay. I would say with your movement in your turn, you weren't that far in, you could get up the the staircase yeah. um, to the point where you're at the top of the stairs. I wouldn't say you're fully exited out of the okay. undercroft, con- especially considering Selena moved forward past the first pillar to cast Fairy Fire. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, point of clarification, is Fairy Fire also concentration? Good question. Because if it is, you can choose to drop less or... I would say you could have cast and then dropped fairy fire, but that's a complication. Um, it's concentration, but I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it. We don't need it anymore. Okay, okay, sure. I'll waive the rule in that okay. case. Um, at which point the figure will kind of hunch down so that it's four, uh, like 
its hands and its feet are on the ground and it's going to pounce forward um up to the point where it is at the side of the stairs it's not going up the stairs but it's like kind of lurching looking up at you from the side of the stairs and it's going to go please i'm so hungry so so hungry i've learned everything i need to learn <laughs> it's not going to attack you it is then beatrice's turn okay um i'm going to run back up the stairs okay you can do so selena it's are you taking an action as I'm well i'm also i'm gonna hold the door open for beatrice and hopefully okay. slam it closed behind her you guys can get up the stairs and out um selena if you want to take your free action to close the um the trap door um you're now in the room uh, is anyone doing anything with an action to while you're in the room? Are you calling out to anyone? Or are you doing anything? I think we should just close it and lock <laughs> it and then... Okay, so specifically you're locking. I think both, we should just talk to the party later. Okay, so yes. you're locking the door. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I, I assume I like yeah. had the... I put the lock in a, one of my pockets or something. And so like as soon as she slams the door, I just like have you really <laughs> click. <laughs> as you do so, you hear that inhuman scream ring out longer than some of its other ones. Just no words, no verbal communication. It's just screaming. And then you hear a pound, pound, pound oh, under, like under the trap door. Uh, <laughs> but it's locked. It's locked. It's not opening okay. as far as you can tell. Okay. I look at Selena. Um, are you are you okay? What is that thing? Yes. I have no idea. <laughs> but I am pretty sure we have found out that it is not human. Or is not Would I have an idea of like, what kind of creature that was at all? Uh roll a I'm leaning between like history or arcana. Right. Go with Arcana. Arcana, okay. Uh, fifteen. If you're if you're assuming it's like an unnatural, yeah, creature. This is some form of a undead human turned by some means. Um, to the specifics, uh, okay. with the haste in the room and the glow that you could see, it's it's not entirely possible to know. Um, but Considering how close you get to it and see it speaking to you and its scream, um, it is reminiscent of some type of vampire. Specifically from its long fanged teeth. Lovely. Wonderful. Also considering it was asking <laughs> for your blood. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I'm even more concerned about what kind of town that we've somehow ended up in. Um, uh... Well, let's go. Let's go find Bear and Avalon, I guess. Yes, let's go. Uh, yeah, I start. Yeah, we should. We should. As, as we walk, I would like to say at least to Beatrice, I would say let's be careful about what we reveal to whom we reveal, and to whom. Yes, we reveal absolutely. It. Yeah. Okay, I would say yeah. Given a couple minutes, you guys could exchange words and make your way mm -hmm. up and around the church and then into the graveyard. You can clearly see um, where the rest <laughs> of them are digging. I've been digging for quite and, a little while now. They haven't quite finished, but they're nearly finished okay. with, with digging the hole. Is anyone mentioning anything to anyone? 
at this point. What's up, B? How's it going? Yeah, definitely Beatrice is just like standing there like awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're just walking up. We're like, hey guys, we did our like, prayers. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hope you had hope, hope you had good prayers. Blessed in here. <laughs> yeah, we're we're almost done, so we're just finishing up. Just wrapping up. Yeah, I would say and then given a couple minutes, if you're not specifically conversing about anything, um, Donovich would say, I believe this is deep enough for the grave if we um, want to go fetch the uh, the coffin. Okay. Sure. So I, he would lead you back into the church and you could see the coffin sitting in that side adjoined room kind of out of the way. Um, you can pick it up and make your way to the graveyard. As you walk into the uh, church, though, you... St- hear again that screaming and it is more incessant than it was when you're previously there it's like scream a couple seconds of pause and then like a groaning and then a scream like something has stirred it up <laughs> but uh, it was it who who all went to go get the coffin um anyone who was carrying it to the church presumably and donovich um, anyone who wanted to, to, to go back into the church, I assume if Selena sounds like you did or did not. I, I, I'm going to leave it to the, to them. They, they seem stronger than me. Okay. Yeah. I, Beatrice does not want to go back inside. Right, I'm going to okay. stick by Beatrice kind of sweating. So. It's me and you, bear buddy boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I just obey and I, I say nothing and I, you know, when I come back, I suppose you guys just see me like white as a sheep, like, oh my god, what is going on? Just carrying this coffin. I'm just choosing to willfully okay. ignore everything and anything that's going on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, given a couple minutes, can heave the coffin and take it back to the, the graveyard. Um, you would, you know, lay the rope across and then hold it to lower it in and then pull the rope back out um you would then start shoveling the dirt back over the coffin um which will take not nearly as much time as digging it but you eventually get to the point where it is a fresh mound is anyone doing anything at this point pulling anybody aside mentioning anything questioning anything can i finish my headstone yeah uh roll a um Sleight of hand for craftsmanship Ooh. with advantage since you have your tools and a very specific description of what you want. So it doesn't say what skills related to it, but it says I do get proficiency, so I'll just do. Yeah, considering you're um, doing something that requires like a small carving of his name and like maybe a symbol or something into stone, I would say sleight of hand. It's dexterity based. Uh, 12. Okay. Yeah, and it looks pretty good. It's like a couple stones stacked, and then there's like a on the topmost one. There's like a little symbol of sun, and then his name. Uh, Ismark would give you his like full title and um, kind of resting uh, behind the plate stone that is that is signature for him. Um, that Donovich would have probably crafted or hired someone to deliver. Ismark will look over to Donovich and go. Uh, I suppose we should deliver a few words. And Donovich goes, uh, I, I, I believe that that would be in order. Um, I, I did, however, forget um, my uh, hymnal in, in the church. So let me just run and grab that quickly, and we'll be right as rain, as they say. Um, and interestingly, 
as Donovich turns and says that, the five of, or five of you, including Ismark, um, standing there, just hear a little pitter-putter of like a rain that starts to fall over the church and into the church in the holes of the, of the roof. Um, and it just kind of starts to drizzle. It's already gray, but it gets kind of darker in the day as Donovich walks out of the graveyard. I want to point out specifically, because we mentioned it a couple times, there's this fog that hangs along the ground. And outside of the bounds of towns and in the forest, it's much thicker. Specifically, outside the graveyard, as the church is sitting up on top of a hill, if you go down the hill, you're in this like cloud of fog. Out from the cloud of fog drives a singular black carriage. It is driven by one horse, black, by one man who is wearing very fancy clothing, and he just precedes the carriage, maybe like two rows over to the side of you, and parks it there. Ismark looks visibly confused. Are any of you doing anything in response or just kind of watching? I kind of sidle over to him. I go, who's that? I'm not entirely sure, but I haven't seen him in town before. And the gentleman that you now see is older. Um, he, like I said, is wearing fancy clothes, like almost of a tuxedo. Um, he has this purplish grayish skin and pointed ears, long, like pointed uh, facial features. He walks over to you and he has uh, parchment in his right hand and he walks, you know, maybe 15 feet away from Ismark and he says, um, the master sends his regards to your father's death and condolences to you and your sister. It's, uh, well, he was sad to hear him go, but he knows that you'll be a likely pawn in the rest of his game as you take over for the village of Barovia. And he hands the parchment over to Ismark, who lets it hang in front of him for a moment. And he just gives a deep sigh. And he goes, you can tell your master to fuck off. And he grabs the paper and just crumples it in his hand. And the figure that has gotten off the carriage will go, well, I don't believe he'll be pleased to hear that, but I'll let him know. Ismark, the lesser, if you were known, I'm sure we'll be hearing more of you. I'll stop by when, you know, you're done with your proceedings. He turns and goes, and to the rest of you, welcome to Brovia. Good day. And he takes his steps back, gets up into the carriage, lashes the reins on the horse, and it takes a little turn down to the next aisle, and you see it just kind of dissipate into the fog until it's no longer seen. You're telling me you don't know who that was? I've never met the man directly, but I would say that's the Count's right-hand man. Never met him, I don't know his name, but uh, I'm sure he's probably familiar with my father, at least maybe more than I ever knew. Uh, sounds like you were making a deal with this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy, if you can call him that, uh, he thinks himself in charge of everything in this valley, and to a large degree it's correct, but negligence on his part to uh, persuade my father, or maybe more than I know, uh, our town has kind of been on its own, thankfully, not like the others up north and to the east. Hmm. At this point, uh, you can see Donovich is rounding out of the church. 
and he'll walk up and into the graveyard and he'll kind of look over Ismark, who is stern and a little pale at this point, and goes, uh, Ismark, are, are you are you ready for uh, the, the prayer for your father? And he goes, Donovich, I think... Um, I think I'd just like a couple moments by myself. Thank you. He goes, oh, absolutely. Um, I'll be in the chapel if you need anything. And Ismark and Donovich just kind of share a glance for a moment. Are any of you doing anything? Um, Could I pull Beatrice and Selena to the side? Um, Question to the DM. Um, do I have to roll to like gauge or guess that those two weren't in there just to prayer? Like, do I know sums up or do can, I have can to... you tell I'm sweating? <laughs> can I tell they're freaked out? I would say I would say you could roll insight now to see that they are, you know, not acting accordingly. What you would normally do is you would have rolled insight when the when she had spoken said, Hey, we're gonna do prayers in oh. here or whatever. That would be a normal insight, yeah. but I'll let you roll okay. one now to see if I they're think, like... Yeah. The DC in this situation would be higher, but... um, I'm going to have both Selena and Beatrice roll a deception at this point because you're hiding something. Okay. I rolled a 17. Okay. Dear Lord, not a one again. <laughs> Natural 20, baby. I, I rolled another one. Oh, no. <laughs> I, have a, um, I have a horrible Christmas. Anyway. Um, Avalon, you can tell Beatrice is very clearly quiet, disturbed of something. You don't know quite of what, but it's very evident. Whereas Selena, cold as stone as she ever was. Okay. So in that case, I pull Beatrice to the side, and I persuade her to tell me what happened in there yeah he would not you would not need to roll to persuade me oh okay (laughs) (laughs) all right cool you don't always need to roll if someone is willing to give into your persuasion fair enough enough, enough. yeah yeah only if i like choose to actively hide something from you okay okay. um uh yeah selena and i uh kind of tried to uh um investigate uh those uh screams that are kind of horrifying and have kind of uh increased in uh volume and uh we kind of maybe found something undead something that wanted our blood i don't know but we should talk about it later um we should get out of this place maybe i really don't like this Bear, bear, come here. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a quick question. When the he was talking to the other guy and said, like, can he have a moment alone? Does he want his moments at the grave alone? Shouldn't we all walk yeah. away from yeah. this guy and not yeah, have this conversation? I would like to... Yeah, we should keep going. Um, I would like to turn to Ismark and say, mm-hmm. we're going to go over to, uh, what is it, the, 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 like, bar called? The, like, tavern? Uh, blood on the vine. Blood on the vine, <laughs> and get some drinks, and I maybe I'll have some more of that uh, porridge. Without looking at you, he'll just kind of nod, and he's just kind of looking down at the grave. Um, the crumpled parchment that he would have received from whoever that was is still lying on the ground, becoming wetened by the the rain in there. Um, can I just? He just threw it on the ground, right? Yeah, it's behind him. I'm just gonna nonchalantly just grab it. Okay. So you're going to the tavern at this point. Mm-hmm. 
um, you're making that conversation as you get uh, to the tavern. And as you walk in, different patrons, um, a couple, like a, a man and a woman are sitting in there. There's the three women that are along the wall on the inside. There's the same barkeep that was there. You could easily buy some more food or some drinks if you're willing or wanting to. Uh, drinks, yeah. Uh, I'll Hello. take one for sure. <laughs> okay, it's a copper piece, just as before. Footing! I flick it into the air at him. Awesome. He'll he'll take it. He won't catch it. He'll kind of let it clatter to the bar, and then he'll sorry. Slide it over. <laughs> yeah, he'll bring you drinks. That's one for Avalon and one for mm. Bear, right? Bear, grab me one too, please. I really need it. Two. I again am going to go drinkless. So. I flick another coin that just like bounces off of like cabinets and hits glass <laughs> yeah, behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and you know, in the meanwhile, I'm going to uncouple this piece of paper and attempt to read it. Uh, what it essentially says is it is a transfer of power of the master of the borough of the village of Barovia, for which it has its name for the valley that is it's within. Um, the actual town itself is not named because of how small it is. Um, transfer of power from Colian, the father, officially to Ismark. It is signed at the bottom with a singular curse of S. Oh, of course. <laughs> so I start. I start reading it to the group. To, to, to whom? I obviously can't read, <laughs> and I imagine you probably takes over. <laughs> I can't. I'm very bad at it. I'm not very good. I'm not very practiced. What's your uh, So it takes me a long time really to get through read. it. Maybe not big words. <laughs> Ten. Ten intelligence. I am base level farmer status. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in this world, average farmer might not be able to read. That's true. There okay. you have it. To be fair, you know what I mean. I'm learning times. though. I'm, I'm doing my best. All right. So I read through it. and It takes like thirty minutes. <laughs> What does that mean, Beatrice? I have no. I I read the words, but it, none of it stuck. Why is that important? Why does a piece of paper tell you who's in charge? Well, that's actually quite common, but this is rather interesting here in all the circumstances around Ismark and the death of his father. Um, some sort of transfer of rulership of this of this area, but. Ismark never mentioned anything about the type of power that his father was wielding. This curse of S seems vaguely familiar, though. I can't quite place it. Yeah, I recall it, too. Hmm. I just, I assume I, like, take the piece of paper from Bear and look it over. Is there, is there like, a seal or anything on there? Or is there a coat of arms? There, there is a seal. It's a, like... When it was rolled, it had like a wax seal. Um, what it depicts is a griffin with outstretched wings um, in like a T formation. Its talons both outstretched downward, ripping a banner in half. And behind that griffin, you can see the visage of a castle um, etched onto like a shield. Hmm. It's familiar, like from a distant mm-hmm. memory. Hmm. I don't mean to diverge the conversation, but I fear there's something that I need to tell you all that came up last night. As I was sleeping, I I heard a knock on the front door, and I saw Ismark go to answer it. And you remember that lady who sold us the 
the meat and fruit pies. Yes, Granny. I know her well. <laughs> well, she, turns out she was the one at the door. I want to make a clarification. Yeah, Just, what's up? I want to know if you're purposefully deceiving the group or misunderstood. Oh, did I? I missed. It wasn't the old woman. It was a. It was a young, young, like a, a like a, oh. like a lower twenties, like older teenage woman. Yeah. I thought it was Meat Pie Lady. <laughs> no, <laughs> her name was Gertrude, but I think oh, that's probably why you confused it. Well. Okay, I'll say ignore that part. I'll say there was a young woman at the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Named Gertrude, um, who claimed that um, Ismark was distracting us from uh, her, and and that we shouldn't be helping him, but rather we should be helping her, and that she needs to get out. And there was a, there was a brief confrontation. She tried to enter, and he prevented her from doing so, and kind of shooed her away. Um, but. It just it just raised a lot of red flags in my mind. I'm not I'm not too sure what to make of it. I didn't feel the need to bring it up until now that we were clear of any of those people. Not surprising people of this piss pot city need help. I imagine a lot of travelers coming through would offer a lot of advantages for a lot of these people stuck in situations. Fair enough. She did also mention that him and his sister were the center of attention in the town for ages. It seems she was jealous. Huh. That is interesting, but, you know, then why why are these problems still persisting? That's the question I have in my mind. There's been dozens of ad- meandering adventurers like us. Huh. Why now? Also, well, now that, now that uh, we're here, uh, uh, Selena and I, uh, they're uh, kind of uh, went rogue a little bit and I stuck my head into another place maybe I shouldn't have um, and we kind of encountered an undead being and we ran away. You what? We're fine! I'm tell fine! Tell me Bear, what happened. Down, I'm fine! Beatrice, uh, yes, tell me what happened. I know, I'm fine. Well, you know, we heard the screams. As we all did, they were frightening. Whoever was yelling. And your first thought was let's go towards the screams. Well, what can I say? Okay, yes. I mean, I, what would you do without me? Be I. I am so worried for you that one day you. I will survived wander. without you. Selena had my back. And I thank Selena. Thank you. I appreciate it for watching over my friend. Well, I. It means a lot to me. Was just under the impression that Beatrice wanted to offer someone in need help. This person was crying out for a supposed father. Maybe, this man that runs the chapel. Has a undead son. It could just be father in reference to a religious figure. That is also an option. I think that's what she was saying. Yes. I mean, well, it's hard to say. We didn't exactly have a conversation with the entity. No, we did not. <laughs> I was rather trying to pounce on us. I thought something more sinister was going on uh, with uh, the man we met and not with the person under the floor. Given the fact that that creature was undead, and you believe that there's some sort of relation to the uh, the uh, owner of the church, would you believe that he is of some sort of undead nature? In fact, who's to say that everyone here isn't some bit of undead? I'm a I'm a, I'm a have, bit wary of everyone here. I, I'd find that hard to believe, but this place is crazy so far, so who knows? I have to agree with Bear. Well, 
Anyway, I found a trapdoor in the back of the church. I picked the lock and we went downstairs and there was this terrifying being undead. There were definitely some sharp teeth and, uh... Well, I did try to shoot, but, you know, I missed. And then we ran away and locked the door behind it. Yes, we did. And then we found our way out to the graveyard where you all were. But I don't like this one bit. No, I do not either. Uh, at least you recaptured the beast. If we let that thing free, who knows what would have happened. So at least you got that lock back on there. Uh, I don't... I mean, we did our favor for... A friend here, so, you know, I feel maybe some questions might be in order to go back to him. You know, we could definitely revisit that. To clarify, we heard the beast... I I don't know what we would do, though. We heard the beast say something along the lines of, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes, it was kind of um, asking us um, for our blood. Yes, Um, many times. So we did talk to you. You said you didn't have a conversation. It wasn't really a conversation. (laughs) Wasn't amiable. Hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was more demanding demand. things from you. Yes. Yeah. Could you possibly think that, and this is a stretch, do you think the church could actually prove to be some sort of feeding ground for this creature? Why on earth would a supposed holy person keep such a thing in their basement? Also, why was it so hungry? Maybe it needed more bodies. Maybe it ran out. Maybe it's not hungry anymore. Hmm. There's tons of questions. I think we have to go back. As you are talking, um, Ismark will come into the tavern uh, as you let him know where you're going, and he'll drop uh, like a small coin purse uh, in on the table, and he'll gesture to the barkeep and go, two, please. And he goes into the kitchen like he was and sits down with you and goes... Uh, well, how are you getting on? We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Got a workout? Drinking a beer? Heard some horrifying screams that you wouldn't let me ask about, and I have no idea what's going on over there. Um, so, you know, two out of three ain't bad. I turn to Ismark and say, before you get drunk again, would you like to explain to us what exactly is going on in your little village? I wish I could tell you, but there's a lot of... Things I don't know myself. Like I said, my father was, well, an intriguing man. He could have led an entire life without me knowing. I was always in charge of, you know, watching over my sister, making sure she never left. And that's what I spent most of my days doing. He would leave and go about his business and come back. As for the screaming in the church... I've never asked for fear of what may become of the fate of those that do. It's not my business. and I've never felt comfortable in that church. It's not, to my understanding, consecrated or holy. It's just a rundown place. And yet you take your father there. It's the only burial site in miles. You don't think... That thing is going to be happy that your father is there now, do you? Perhaps it would have been wiser to burn him. I, uh... 
I know that the things are around here are strange, but uh, when we bury our dead, as opposed to some people in the valley that burn, we will drive a stake through their heart. They're, uh, well, the thing under the church, it's more than likely a matter of the Count's doing. I just don't know what. Who is this Count that you speak yes, of? Yes, please. I don't speak his full name in hopes that not to call the devil upon myself, but he resides over this whole land of the Barovia, for which our village is named, up in that perch of a castle that you can see. And uh, he kind of points in the general direction north. Uh, you wouldn't have noticed it yet so far just because of where you are in proximity to it. Um, mm-hmm. But from other angles in the valley, you could you could see it. He continues by saying, uh, it's a misfortune that you've come. Because now, uh, while he's a warrior here, at least to some extent, he'll hear about it. Who knows if, uh, well, you probably won't be able to leave. What do you mean? The mist. It's uh, it's kind of like a fairy tale, like a child's story, but there's something about it that keeps people here. People. Like I said, I've seen people come in and out of this village, go through, go to the other towns, go and do whatever business they think themselves they have, and well, they don't come back through on their way out. Ah. Uh. They can't leave the city unless allowed, or they can't leave the whole area? The greater area. So it's a little confusing because the village is named the, the village of Barovia. The larger, like, whole-encompassing area of the valley between the two mountain ranges is called Barovia. They couldn't leave, like, the entire greater area where the mist, like, like rolls off New the New York, New York, but Barovia, Barovia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, ostensibly, we're on the edge of this territory. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice of the stagecoach to warn us. Never gets any jobs going the other way, just this way. Hmm. Yeah, they could have given us a heads up. Well, we've got ourselves into a pickle, to say the least. I don't like this one bit. Well, I can tell you one thing, I don't intend to stay here. Well, how, how, do, how do we escape? Does any, do you know anything? I know that the, well, the man that drove your carriage, he's uh, part of a group of people. They're uh, kind of wanderers called Vistani. Uh, they can come and go from the mist, but they work under the count. So I don't know if it's a magic that he allows or something in their blood, in their soul. But they can come and go just fine. Clearly our fate lies with this count person. Count Curse of S, I'll call him. <laughs> well, he doesn't intimidate me. Maybe we can find one of these... Co- stagecoach drivers and interrogate them. It's not a bad plan, but but why do you reject his offer? Well, he hasn't done much for me or my life. I mean, he's presumably him or one of his agents has been after my sister her whole life. Why should I give in now? Are you sure you're telling us everything you know about your sister? 
Nothing you're hiding? I don't know what more there could be. She never left the house. She wasn't allowed after she was 15. And how long did she stay for before she vanished? Well, it's been about a week now that she's been gone. She was 26, by my right count. Like I said, the days blur and the years go strange, but... And they were after her for 10 years? Yeah. I can understand why you wouldn't side with him so easily after fighting for so long. But why does your father then? What Do you know any more of his role? He would... What exactly he did? He controlled the village and, you know, the holdings that it had and the property that it had and made sure that people were at least getting fed and the services were upkeeping, but we didn't have much to work with, so... You know, I, I must, it could have even been to a point where he was trying to strike deals with people outside the city. That could have been part of his business because he knew that my sister was being accosted by someone or something. Well, if you're to do anything about your sister sitting here in this bar getting drunk, is it going to do anything about it? If you have the ability to take hold where your father left off and attempt to use that power for the prosperity of these people, then I say you should go for it. To do to not do that would be a crime against your people itself. Roll a persuasion check. I feel like that was pretty convincing. <sighs> yeah, that was good. Come on, give me a good roll for that. Uh oh yeah, minus one. Great. <laughs> uh thirteen. <laughs> okay. You see him kind of idly nod as he's looking down into his empty glass. Um, he has the other one still full on the table. But he doesn't say anything. Hmm. We don't have to worry about that now. We just laid your father to rest. Just food for thought. For now, drink with me. And I hold up what's left of my beer to his. Uh, he'll put the empty glass down. Right before that, I just want to make note of one thing. Yeah. And I think we have all sort of overlooked. Tell us about your mother. Did you have one? Was she around? My mother, well, she uh, she passed giving birth to my sister. Mm. And you didn't know anything about her? In your youth, at least? I was still, I was still quite young. Mm. Yeah, there's faint memories, but... They don't stay with me long. Okay. That's all. He will uh, put a hand on the hand, like on your arm or on your hand that is grasping the ale that you're holding out to cheers him and goes, I think I'm okay for now. Well, then I'll take yours and I just reach over the table and I grab his beer and I just start double fisting both beers. (laughs) I start laughing. If you are looking to stay in the town for a little longer, by all means. Um, if you're looking to find a way out or someone to help you, then west out of the city will do you until you hit the crossroads and then north. Uh, you'll hit a m- much larger city. Uh, it's called uh, Valaki. You might be able to find something there. I haven't been there in quite some time. Hmm. So what of this uh, Gertrude? 
How do you know about Gertrude? Well, you were shouting in the night. Roll a deception check. I technically didn't lie. I'd like to... (laughs) (laughs) They were shouting in the night. (laughs) I didn't hear it. I was sleeping the best dream I've ever had in my life, but... I will roll deception. Uh, minus one to three. He rolled a... I'm just going to be transparent and say he rolled a natural 20. Thank you for your He looks up at you and with a quizzical look and goes, You're not very good at lying. <laughs> no, he and really is. You're not isn't. very good at whispering. <laughs> she's, uh, well, she's another slightly younger girl than Irina, maybe five or so years. Uh, her and her mother, Mary, live in the town, and, well, they're an interesting bunch. Um, she always took a liking to Irina, kind of a role model, since there aren't many figures, especially women in the town. There's much more to say than that. You say people never leave, but you say your sister left. Where did she go? I would assume unless she struck some kind of deal to get out of the valley. She's somewhere here. She could be seeking refuge somewhere more safe to let the burden off of... Well, now it's just me. But it could have been to let the burden off me and my father. She could have been deceived and captured by the Count or any of his underlings. I don't know. Hmm. Well, we did hear that that messenger from that mysterious Count say that he was offering condolences to you and your sister, so maybe he doesn't have her? Or unless he's just messing with us all, perhaps. It's very possible. Maybe we can hope that, at least. Maybe we could find her. Maybe we can look for her. We can't get out of here. I would much appreciate that. Do you have any clues? Like, where she might be? At all? Like, where would we... Yeah, where is this Count person? I'd like to talk to him. Uh, He would have described the Count residing in the castle that is north of here and through the woods, basically. And... He doesn't know where his sister would be, but there are other. There are two major towns that are northwest of the valley, far off um, from where you're currently residing. So, like, that's where he would say to start. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the closest civilized place is that town, and it's much bigger. There's way more people there, um, so there people could have seen uh, seen her there. Okay. If we were to travel to the next town, is there anything we should know about dangers along the way? Don't try and travel uh, too far. At night, it's dangerous. Um, be wary of people you meet on the road. I believe there's a a camp of Vistani that are deceivingly charismatic that rest by the, the, the river after you cross and start going north after the crossroads. But you might be able to rest there, but be wary of keeping your tongue tied. That's something that I struggle with. I'm not going to lie to you. Do you, do you have a map of this country? I don't, but I could, uh, from memory, I could maybe sketch you something to take with if you're leaving. That'll be a good start. I can finish one out for you. <laughs> we have a cartographer right here. Beatrice looks a little yeah. smug at the tuck of map. Bear's rolling his eyes. <laughs> Here she goes. <laughs> maps again. Does anybody have any last questions for Ismark? How long is the journey to the next city? Well, if you're walking, it's 
you'd probably get there before the end of the third day. Yeah, question to the DM. Can I ask um, Ismark something on my own? Like out of sight of everyone else. Yeah, sure. I would say given enough time, if he's going to split off or if you guys are leaving the tavern, there could be a moment when you could probably ask him a question. Yeah. All I do is I um, reach down under my shirt, pull out a pendant, and ask if he recognizes it. Ah, that's not something I've seen. 